Inspired by hip-hop and the faith culture, the sanctuary in my solitude, the thoughts, feelings, and life lessons of an imperfect Christian by Anthony Kisik is beautifulfeathentertainment.com's work in print. It is a book of poetry and it's available through iUniverse.com, Amazon.com, beautifulfeetentertainment.com, and the links are also available in our social media and podcast. So please consider The Sanctuary of My Solitude if you're looking for a next great read. Thank you so much. This is the Beautiful Feet Podcast. A partnership with BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. My name is Anthony. And I'm Jessica. And this week we're going to go ahead and kick it off. Um, we're talking about Pentecost, correct? Yes, that is correct. Alright, so... What are we going to be talking about specifically? So, Pentecost is, so like, I feel like we have to be like, rewind, let's go back. Okay, so before we talk about Pentecost, we're going to talk a little bit about the difference between some sort of denominations and non-denominations in Christianity. So... When the early church was started, Pentecost is essentially what we could think of as the birthday of the church. But it's not something that is celebrated by all denominations of Christianity today. Does that make sense? Yes. So, to be a non-denominational church... It means that they're not Catholic, they're not Protestant, they've moved away from that, and so they're not going to be following a liturgical calendar. So a liturgical calendar, the liturgy is a specific order of worship and each week is going to have specific scriptures, usually from the Old Testament and the New Testament and just like a sermon focus that throughout the liturgical world each church is going to be having the same focus each week so like we could go to a protestant church here where we live or in a different state or maybe even in a different country and you're going to be receiving a similar message yeah well and it sounds like it's not every week right it sounds like in a lot of cases it's like here's some of the main holidays or main topics that we talk about and then through the rest of the year um the pastors do get to pick like what they talk about but it still has uh, a connection to the liturgical church yeah so in the liturgical calendar that i'm the most familiar with how it's designed is that every three years you're really able to go through the entirety of the main scripture like talking points in the Bible and then every single year so for people who are even outside of the church we're all familiar with C&D or Christmas and Easter 
those are liturgical holidays that even the secular world acknowledges and is familiar with. Yes. But in the liturgical calendar, you have four weeks that lead up to Christmas, and that's called Advent. And then you have your 40 days that lead up to Easter, and that's called Lent. Mm -hmm. So this is going to segue us into Pentecost because, boom, you have Easter Sunday. And now instead of for 40 days, we're going to go 50 days after that to get to Pentecost. Does that make sense? Yes. And like you had said, in many cases, Pentecost is, like like you said, the church's birthday. Well, and here's why. So when Jesus was still with the disciples, but he knew that he was going to be leaving them soon, he talked about the fact that, yes, I have to go away, but I'm going to be leaving you a comforter, an advocate, what we know in the church today as the Holy Spirit. So that third part of the Trinity. Yeah. Which is God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and then the Holy and so, Spirit. And so when Jesus left, right, and the Holy Spirit came, um, those who received the Holy Spirit, so like the, these uh, disciples, were all given different gifts, uh, different spiritual gifts. And this is where you start hearing people talking about talk, speaking in tongues or speaking a different language. Um, you and just and there's also different conversations of different spiritual gifts that you could have. I'm trying to remember where that's written. I know it's in one of Paul's letters. I just don't remember exactly where. And here's the backstory for that. The disciples were gathered in Jerusalem, and they were there for yet another uh, Jewish religious festival. So Jerusalem would have been packed. And they were able to preach and speak. But again, you have Jews who are coming from all corners of the globe to be at Jerusalem for this special time. And each of the people in the crowd were like, these people are literally speaking my language. Yeah. Like, you have a group of, I want to say uneducated, but that just sounds a little mean, but we'll say uneducated fishermen being able to deliver the gospel in multiple languages. And... Yeah, they weren't scholars. They weren't... Um, they were literally men who knew Jesus, who were like encountered Jesus um, and who God was through Jesus' work. And basically were like, hey, we are teaching you guys. In a, and they were doing it in a way that they had never done this before. Well, and honestly, for the first, like, for, hey, it's Pentecost happening in real time. The first reaction was like, these men must be drunk. And the response is like, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. Like, oh, we're totally sober right now. Yeah. So, Pentecost is thought of as the birthday of the church because this fulfills the promise that Jesus had left to his disciples before he ascended into heaven. Because the Holy Spirit came on them and it, it settled on them 
And the visual image that we're left with is that it looked like tongues of fire around them. Yeah. So it was funny. I was actually <laughs> watching a church service uh, last night where they were talking about Pentecost. And um, before the pastor spoke, like they, they uh, um, typically they do a scripture reading, right? Of like, here's what we're going to be focusing on. Instead of somebody standing up and reading the scripture, they had a reenactment with Lego pieces of, oh. of the Pentecost. And it was adorable. It, it sounded like it was being narrated by a, a Draco Malfoy at the age of like 10. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, it was adorable. And um, the pastor then went to go speak on... Uh, not just the traditional, like, this is what Pentecost is, but he kind of took it a, a step further, which I really like. Uh, but yeah, it was, and it was all animated with Lego pieces. It was super fun. Well, because, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, they do have, like, a Lego Bible now. Yes. I don't think we own it, but... We do not. I, I feel like I, in the future we probably will. Yeah. We own the, um... The action bible the action bible which is basically the bible as a graphic novel and it's phenomenal it's fun so segueing back <laughs> in the liturgical calendar every season or holiday has a specific color associated with it and most of the time that color is green so if you go to a liturgical church and you're looking where the altar is, where they're going to have the sacraments, like, hey, this is where communion is until we're going to be passing it out, you'll have green there. But Pentecost is the one day in the liturgical calendar where everything is red. Yeah. So, yay, it's like very special unique day um some people will honestly wear red to church just because it's like okay this is like our way to really celebrate so yes pentecost is like the birthday of the church but what does that mean to us as christians today because i'm always like we have to take the bible which is about 2,000 years old, and make it relevant to our lives today. Well, we have to see the relevance, right? It's not that we're creating relevancy, it's we're seeing where it's relevant to us now. Um, so that means getting rid of, not getting rid of, but um, not focusing on like the historical aspect of, hey, this is how it was in this culture, but how does this apply to us now? Well, and you had brought up an interesting point earlier about the fact that Pentecost, or like after Pentecost, <clears throat> pardon me, it's the explanation given for when people speak in tongues. Yeah. Now, speaking in tongues, I feel like it's honestly not for everyone. No. And that was one of the things that you talked about in looking at the spiritual gifts. Yeah. I want to say it's in Hebrews that it's written about the spiritual gifts, but I could be incorrect. So the next logical question could be, well, what is speaking in tongues, Jessica? And honestly, it so in 
most branches of Protestantism, we don't really focus on it very much, but like the Pentecostal church, which gets its name from Pentecost. And also you will see this in the Assemblies of God tradition as well. They are under the belief and the understanding in the Pentecostal church that this gift of the Holy Spirit still exists and can be found today. Mm-hmm. So one member of the congregation, if they're filled with the Holy Spirit and they're speaking in tongues, they could speak in a language that is not their native language. But the caveat to that is if this happens, there needs to also be someone within the congregation who will give the interpretation of this message from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, I am one of those people who I do believe people speak in tongues. I do not believe it's for everyone. So, like, there's, I've been to a church where they preached on it and they were like, hey, we're going to pray until you receive your gift of the Holy, of, you know, of speaking in tongues. Um, that wasn't, in my opinion, wasn't the best practice. It should simply be, hey, if you get this gift, you know, here's how you how you use it. Or, you know, just a lesson of like if it happens, not trying to force it to happen. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, now, I have heard a story of, and this is a, a pastor that you and I both knew, mm-hmm. um, where they were in a different country. They were like on a mission trip or whatever, and one of their family members started speaking in tongues. And the local people that they were preaching to, like, it was their local language. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, did you ever take lessons in this language? And they never had. They just started speaking in this language. Um, now, of course, we were hearing it secondhand. So how much of it is 100% true? I don't know. But it, I've heard it from enough sources where I'm like, okay, there must be some validity to it. But again, it wasn't forced. It wasn't you have to speak in tongues. It was if if you have this gift, you can use it. There's ways to use it, um, but there has to be a translator. Um, and I, I I love that because when you have a translator who's telling the crowd or you know the group, here's what they're saying. It allows for more than one person to basically testify that um, what's being said. Right? They're not just making it up. It's not the leader saying, here's what I said. It's somebody else going, here's what I heard them say. So, This year, Pentecost was exciting for me because my birthday was the same day. Yes. So I actually had to work, but that's okay. Still had a good day. And um. To prepare for this podcast, I found an excellent article from the Boston Public Library System from 2019. It's called The Origins and Practices of Pentecost by is it Shani Quay? Shani Sounds Quay? good to me. We will put a link in so that you guys can read it as well. And it talks about the fact that the name for Pentecost comes from the Greek word Pentecoste, which means 50th. It says the holiday is celebrated on the seventh Sunday after Easter, which is also 50 days after Easter, hence the name. 
And it's got a little link to other um, books about Pentecost. One is called Pentecost, This Story is Our Story by Robert P. Menzies. So yeah, the, if, and if you want to look scripturally uh, where it mentions Pentecost or the events of Pentecost, you're going to go to Acts chapter 2. I figured we would point that out for anyone who hasn't heard our series on Acts and you know wants to read from, from, from the Bible where Pentecost starts. It's in Acts chapter 2. So remember how I was telling you that everyone was in the Jerusalem, they were celebrating what was known as the Feast of Weeks. The Feast of Weeks? The Feast of Weeks. Alright, what is that? The Feast of Weeks. Um, I don't actually know off the top of my head. So, like, I went to Succoth in my head, which is a different feast, because that's when they, they would all go out and they would live in, like, little tents kind of in their backyard slash patio areas. Yeah. But that is not this feast. That is not this feast. So we'll have to look into that because that, that's, I don't recall the Feast of Weeks. But anyway, is there anything more that we need to add on Pentecost and the origins thereof? Well, again, I keep going to the fact that it's called the birthday of the church and in the Catholic tradition, because they have the Pope who is the head of their church, Jesus had said for Peter when he changed his name to be like, hey, this is the rock upon which I will build my church. <laughs> and in my head I went, no, you have to complete it. This is the rock on which I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Yeah, so there read, you go. Read the whole scripture. Um, because a lot of, you know, like if you're not Catholic, it'd be like, I don't really understand the roots and the traditions of this. So with Peter being the rock of the first church, it's kind of like God's representative on earth. Like, yes, Jesus isn't with us anymore, but we need someone who is learned in the faith, who can help us and guide us and teach us and direct us. And so that is why the Catholic Church has the Pope that they look to for guidance and direction. Yeah. Protestants broke away from the Catholic Church during the time of the Reformation, which we also have a podcast like mini-series about. Yeah, we do. And, again, now, today, I feel like a lot of people identify more with a non-denominational church than they would Catholicism or Protestantism. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. So, when I first became a Christian, all this kind of scared me. Because it's, it's a lot of words that you don't know. It's a lot of things that you probably don't understand. And then you're like, well, do I have to pick Catholicism, Protestantism, like, and the truth is, is like, I would grab your Bible, I would read it, I would study it, and I would follow what Jesus tells you to do, right? Like, so really look at the Bible and go, okay, this is what Jesus is doing. 
This is what Jesus supports, what Jesus cares about. And really let that guide your decision. I know, you know, a lot of people choose one or the other uh, or a certain denomination based on family or based on um, a multitude of different things. But really, the idea is that you're following Jesus. The idea is that you are in a relationship with God and it's between you and God. So that's always kind of been my attitude toward it. That's why when people get into these uh, arguments and, and heavy discussions of, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, I really just sit there and go, okay, let's look at the scripture and see what Jesus says. Or see how Jesus acts in those moments. That is who your uh, number one example should be. So... Thoughts, feelings? Well, sorry, I got an email from my graduate school, so I had to take a look at that. Yeah. Um, yes, grabbing your Bible is important, mm -hmm. but it's also important to make sure that you're connected with a local church in your community to support yeah. you in your faith journey. Absolutely. But you see what I'm saying, where it's just yes. like you hear so many outside voices that it's like some, sometimes it's good to... Not separate from those voices, but take a moment and figure out what's important to God and what you feel should also be important to you. Speaking of important things, do you have any updates for us on the Wrestling With Faith podcast? No. No updates for what we might all be hearing on Wednesday, so it sounds like it's going to be a surprise. Yes. Yay for surprises. It's like a birthday surprise. I'm yes. just going to like keep We're going to keep the birthday going. Yeah. Going to keep the birthday theme going here. Um, okay. So if you've liked what you've listened to today, you can follow us at Beautiful Feet Entertainment on Instagram and Twitter and visit us at www.beautifulfeetentertainment.com. Well, you don't have to put the www. The internet works just the same. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> so this has been the Beautiful Feet Podcast. And be sure to tune in on Wednesday for the Wrestling With Faith podcast. Yeah. Anthony also has, again, which might be a wonderful birthday present. See what I did there? His very own self-published book of poetry called The Sanctuary of My Solitude, available on iUniverse and Amazon.com. Absolutely. You should definitely go pick up a copy. It's a book of poetry uh, that I've been writing over the years. Um, it's written in a hip-hop format, so if you like hip-hop um, and that makes sense to you, it's a great read. I know, you know, it's got a lot of personal stuff in there. It's basically was my journal for many years, so pick that up. And not this fall, but in the fall of 2023, Anthony and I are going to be, hopefully, publishing a co-authored book together. Yeah, we should probably get cracking on that. So that'll be our fun summer project, is to get that rocking and rolling for you all. Oh, yeah. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed learning about Pentecost as this just little standalone part of our series. And again, we will be back with you next Monday with another episode of the Beautiful Feet podcast, which may also be a surprise to see what direction we are going to take for the rest of June. Yeah, basically. So like I said, feel free to like share subscribe do all the things get this podcast out 
Um, let me go ahead and pray, and we'll close it from there. Because this week, uh, I think Anthony and I are going to have a lovely little planning session, so we'll be able to give you more of an update next week on what you can be looking forward to listening to from Beautiful Feet and from Wrestling with Faith. Yes, so let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for Pentecost and just the, the, the start of the church and all the amazing things the church has done throughout the generations. Um, but with that, we also know that there's um, some not so great things that have happened. We ask for healed hearts and healing um, minds so that we could offer forgiveness, so that we could grow as humans and really just see the mistakes that were made in the past and really just correct um, correct our path. Help us to lean on you and on your understanding, not on what we understand or what we think. Um, and like Jessica had said, help us to be in community with one another. When we're in community, we care for each other, we love each other, we, we understand each other's differences, but we respect each other's differences. We thank you, God. We pray that you would be with us this week. Continue to bless us so that we can bless others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Have a great week. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Beautiful Feet Podcast, a partnership of BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Please feel free to follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment. Please visit BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com and do not forget to like, share, and subscribe.